Good evening. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. News 95.5 AM 750 WSB. We got an in-studio guest with us here. We'll get to in just a minute. Um, I just, I'm, I'm kind of stunned here. He's, he's the speaker of the house is coming down the hall. Um, yeah, just give me a minute. Um, so as I was mentioning, I reached out, I figure in, I've been beating speaker Ralston up over this story in the AJC about him. So reached out and asked if, you know, if he wanted to come on and tell his side of the story. And so I, Speaker Ralston, thank you very much for coming. I'm, I was kind of surprised you took me up on this. I, I've been here all day getting ready for this interview and really appreciate you being here with me. Oh, I should have known you'd be gold bricking while I'm out chasing a driverless car all the way to Tarnation and bam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess you've had your, your your day has been busy chasing cars, Speaker. Listen, I, I just I want to get your side of the story. Uh, lay some truth bombs on us about what's happening. I got this strange compelling urge to tell you something, but don't listen. Uh, the wool I pull over everybody's eyes is eighty percent polyester. Did you know that? I know. Give me a hand, and I'll stick it in your pocket. Did I knew that, that one. I lie so much I even lie to my diary. Did you know that? I underpay you, and when I do, I sure change you. Did you know that? <laughs> but what I don't know is why I'm telling you all this. <laughs> Stop the car! I well, I mean, I I I would if we were in a car, Mr. Speaker. I just I I don't understand why you're. I mean, I appreciate you telling us how much you you're taking advantage of us, but I, I'm I'm kind of shocked by this. Holy Hannibal! Why did I go and say something truthful? <laughs> I have no idea. Now, let, let me just last question for you, Mr. Speaker, but before we before we get out of here, I've been urging people to call the, their state house representatives, uh, their, their state representatives on this issue. Uh, for for those who haven't heard the situation, you're you're using your power as speaker to prevent accused child molesters and and wife beaters and others from ever having to face justice, from ever having to go to court. And in fact, the AJC reports in numerous cases over the last decade, you filed constant continuances to ensure criminals never have to face justice. And in fact, in one case, a man actually admits, uh, according to him, you said you would do this to keep him from ever having to go to jail. And and in another case, there's a rapist, an accused rapist, walking around free having never actually gone to court because you keep filing continuances. And meanwhile, his victim can't get justice. And I just, I'm, is calling state representatives actually the way to, to do this? Is is pulling on that, so to speak, the way to actually get some change here, get get something done? You can pull that handle all night. You ain't going to win nothing. That machine is crooked. <laughs> yeah, that's what I figured. Yeah, the whole system seems crooked and corrupt. Uh, thank you, Mr. Speaker, for stopping by and, and helping us on this. Uh, y'all, I, I can't t- tell you. the the So Mary Robichaud, I, I didn't even know. I guess she's newly elected uh, up in, in Roswell, Georgia. Uh, she is a Democrat state representative, and she actually said, or her assistant said, no, nobody's calling her office. Now, I can actually track the calls to state representatives, and I know that there are lots and lots of people who are calling, including her office, Mary Robichaud in Roswell. Uh, it's a good Cajun name, by the way. I like that name. Um, 
And I know that people have called her office because the system I provided for you guys allows me to see who is and isn't being called. And she's one of those who says, or her office rather, I've had multiple people call me today and say, I've called her office and they say she hasn't gotten a single phone call other than mine. I'm like, well, I just got a text message from someone else who says that she called Mary Robichaux's office. So if you're in the Roswell area, I encourage you to call Mary Robichaux about this this issue. I am told that behind the scenes, state representatives are, con- are starting to notice the number of phone calls that are coming in on this issue. They are starting to realize they have a problem. I also talked to one of the ranking Democrats on the House Ethics Committee, and he tells me that the Democrats are going to do nothing, that this is a Republican problem. If the Republicans don't solve it, they will turn it into a campaign issue next year on the Republicans' failure to deal with David Ralston. Uh, But this is the Republicans. This is their guy. They've had problems with him all along. No one wanted to challenge him, and so the Democrats will not lift a finger to help him. Also, they're worried about Jan Jones becoming Speaker. See, if David Ralston were to go away, the Speaker of the House would become a female from suburban Atlanta the area where the Republicans are concerned about losing women. So suddenly they would have a woman from that area as speaker in Jan Jones, and the Democrats really don't want that. They would rather beat up the Republicans about David Ralston. So your phone calls are working. This is taking time, but you have to continue to make your phone calls. The House is in session today. The phone lines have been overwhelmed. I know because I can see the calls going through, but you have to keep it up. But not only that, I'm starting to think people need to show up down there with their their iPhones and start getting in people's faces and just record them. What do you think about this? And get them on video. Uh, Get them on video. They can't deny it. Uh, If you haven't called or if you have called, I would tell you to keep calling your state representative on this issue. You can text the word speaker to 345-345. I will connect you to your state representative. I'll tell you what's also not a good situation is the Democrats right now with Bernie Sanders announcing he's running for president of the United States. A lot of Democrats are spitty mad. I'll tell you one person who's really upset with it is is Philippe Reigns. Remember, he's the guy who had the meltdown when Hillary Clinton lost. They caught him on video on HBO. He, He was one of her key campaign figures. He is livid that Bernie Sanders is running. Uh, Democrats close to Hillary Clinton blame Bernie Sanders for Hillary Clinton's loss. And Sanders is coming out today, his presidential announcement, and he's announced he's going to make it all about Donald Trump. Well, first of all, I wanted to let uh, the people of the state of Vermont know about this first. And what I promise to do is, as I go around the country, is to take the values that all of us in Vermont are proud of our belief in justice, in community, in grassroots politics, and town meetings. That's what I'm going to carry all over this country. Uh, I think the current occupant of the White House uh, is an embarrassment to our country. I think he is a pathological liar every day. Uh, He is telling one lie or another. Uh, And it gives me no pleasure to say that. But I also think he is a racist, a sexist, a homophobe, a xenophobe, somebody who is gaining cheap political points uh, by trying to pick on minorities, often undocumented immigrants. Uh, And I cannot recall, certainly in my lifetime, and I think in modern history, that we've had a president who actually goes out of his way to try to divide the American people up based on where we were born or the color of our skin or uh, our gender or whatever it may be. So, you know, I I think uh, what a president has got to do is bring our people together and not divide us up. And that's certainly one reason I'm I'm running. And and the second reason is uh, 
we began the political revolution in the 2016 campaign, and uh, now it's time to uh, move that revolution forward and make sure that those that vision, those ideas, are implemented into policy. I tell you, thank you to the translator who got us this out of the original Russian and put it into English. Uh, he, he wants the revolution. This this is the Democrats really, they're bringing on the communist revolution that the, the Marxists have always wanted. But I, I, I love this. He's running because Donald Trump has divided the country. Donald Trump's a bigot. Donald Trump's a racist. Donald Trump's a hater. Donald Trump's a homophobe. He's divided up the country. He, he's putting people to pieces. We need to bring everyone together. You filthy, bigot billionaires, you need to be banned. You filthy millionaires we need to take all of your money (laughs) bernie sanders wants to divide up the field as well i mean the entire world view of the communist is to divide the world into classes and that's exactly what bernie is doing i i actually i think he's gonna have a harder time this year but some friends of mine actually think bernie sanders has a key advantage that none of the other candidates have this year and that's going to help him secure the nomination I'm I want to make their case for them. I don't agree with them, but I think it's worth making the case because they're actually very persuasive on this and we'll do so when we come back. Just a quick time out to tell you about this week's sponsor, and it is my favorite toothbrush, Quip. And I don't just say that because they're the sponsor of this program. I've actually used a Quip for two years or longer now. In fact, I'm getting my, um, so I'm having to do the Invisalign, the braces thing, and I really don't like it. But every time I go, my doctor asks if I'm using uh, teeth whitener, bleach on my teeth, and no, I got sensitive gums, I can't do it. Um, but the reason he keeps asking me is because of the progress from the Quip Electric Toothbrush. Uh, the lack of tartar and plaque buildup has been amazing. I can get to the very back of my mouth because it's so well designed. I really do like this toothbrush. My wife uses one now as well, and I highly recommend them. And the Quip starts at just $25 if you go to getquip.com slash Eric, E-R-I-C-K. Go right now, and you're going to get your first refill pack free with the Quip Electric Toothbrush. A refill pack, yeah. You get your brush heads every three months for just 5 bucks. You get a new brush head. And that's your first refill pack for free if you go to getquip.com slash Eric, E-R-I-C-K, getquip.com slash Eric. Somebody turn off the speaker's microphone. The speaker Ralston's microphone needs to be turned. There it goes. Thank you. Thank you very much. (laughs) I've been fighting boss hog clips all day. Uh, It's been a fun day. All right. One of the things that I want you to understand about the Ralston situation. I I hadn't forgotten Bernie Sanders. We just, we got a short segment and I want to get a phone call, but there were a number of house seats that the Republicans only held by 55% or less. And they are in the suburban areas, 15 Metro Atlanta seats, the GOP won with 55% or less. And Ralston blames conservatives for that. I'm going to prepare a list of those 15 house member seats and I'll make sure that I have photos of uh, pictures of the individuals and I'll make sure that you have their phone numbers. And these are the 15 people that you need to contact and pressure about Ralston because these are the 15 most endangered Republicans. They're the 15 who, if they start getting nervous, they're the ones who the rest of the Republican conference are going to listen to. Everybody is scared of David Ralston in the state house. In fact, there are people all over state government who are scared of him. They don't want to take him on. 
If these 15 start being more scared of losing their jobs, things will change, and I'll make sure you know who they are, what they look like, and what their phone numbers are. Right now, I want to go take a call from Tim and Buford. Welcome, Tim. Hey, Eric. Um, real quick, I was kind of excited. I thought maybe Ralston was really going to sit down <laughs> with you for a minute. Been <laughs> disappointed, but I did call my, my representative, uh, Emery Donahue. And uh, he actually called me back at 8.15 on Saturday morning, uh, one of the few days I get to sleep in. But anyway, very nice gentleman. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, um, he explained to me that he did remind me there are two sides to every story and that, that he and a lot of other Republicans were supposed to be sitting down today and going over uh, the, the issue at hand to try to get Ralston's side of the story. He also explained to me that it's not a real good idea to uh, change the speaker uh, while they're in session, but that um, they were going, they were pursuing the matter. Um, We had a very nice conversation and I I think he might even call me from home because I heard his wife come say, who are you talking to? But uh, and he said that he called quite a few people because he was concerned, and uh, I found it found it very interesting what the man had to say. So uh, well, that's good. that's good constituent service on his part, uh, and, and thanks for letting us know. Yeah, I, I do hear that they were having a caucus meeting today where the subject was going to come up. The speaker, I'm told, was also speaking at another event. I assume he showed up uh, to actually talk to the caucus about it. Now I have talked to a couple of them. And they all are kind of telling me the same story, that there is a real concern here. This is not the first time a story like this has occurred about the Speaker. Remember, a bar complaint was filed against the Speaker by one of his own clients because the client wanted his case to go to trial and the Speaker kept continuing it. Uh, So we do have this issue here where this is a recurring pattern with the Speaker. And it's going to be very interesting to see what they come up with and whether or not they actually are able to do something, even change the law. You know, one of the representatives said, well, what do you want us to do? It's, it's almost impossible to get rid of the speaker. I was like, well, change the law. All it does is you need a majority vote to change the law. Change the law and make it clear that the speaker cannot keep going through with continuances after the General Assembly is over, that he's got to go practice law like all the other lawyers in the caucus. And maybe that's something they could do. I, I think they need to get rid of the Speaker. Uh, the Democrats are going to use it against them. When we come back, though, we got to move on to Bernie Sanders, and the Democratic Revolution is at hand. just kind of gross. Uh, it's it's a miserable, miserable day out there. Let me give you an update, though. The worst of it for your commute home is if you're up 75 north of Marietta, if you're up 575, really, really heavy rain. Uh, also, on 400 north of coming right now, very heavy rain and in the Gainesville area, too. Uh, it's starting to intensify on I-20 towards Alabama. So right now, between Douglasville and Temple, Georgia, on I-20, uh, you're starting to see heavier rain than you were. It's starting to move north. Uh, it's just, it's going to be like this for a while, folks. Not really going away. The phone number here, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I'm going to read you a tweet from uh, Kristen, uh, Kirsten Gillibrand, the senator from New York. Wait, 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 wait. Hang on a second. Whoa, I got to play this audio for you. So she... 
<laughs> she was doing an event. Um, where was this? Was this Vegas uh, somewhere? A lady was at a buffet, and they caught the lady. They thought she might be a supporter who was there for Gillibrand, and this occurred. I don't know if you could hear that or not, but essentially. Uh, you've got the Gillibrand and her supporters there trying to engage this woman. The media looking at this woman. <laughs> the woman says, I'm sorry, I'm just coming for some ranch. <laughs> she was at a she was at a buffet and this woman every people thought this this is a woman. She must be a Gillibrand supporter. No, she really she just wanted some ranch. That's going to be my response, by the way, from here on out for who are you supporting in 2020 or what are your thoughts on 2020? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just here for the ranch. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Gillibrand, let me read you this tweet. Taking on the uphill fights of combating climate change, getting Medicare for all and stopping gun violence isn't abstract to me. It's about making sure the country we leave to the next generation is one that's safe, fair, and just. That's worth the fight. That is Kristen Gillibrand. She actually has a link to a profile in L Magazine about her campaign. Now, I want to. There are 328 replies to this tweet. Number one, we want Bernie. Number two, we want Bernie. Number three, we want Bernie. Number four, we want Bernie. Number five, we want Bernie. Number six, we want Bernie. Number seven, we want Bernie. Number eight, we want Bernie. Number nine, we're Walton Bernie. Number 10, we want Bernie. Number 11, we want Bernie. Number 12, we want Bernie. Number 13, we want Bernie. Number 14, never Gillibrand. <laughs> 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, all the, I mean, basically 300 replies. All of them are, we want Bernie. Yes, that's right. They want Bernie. Now, Bernie's campaign appears to be uh, Make America Venezuela. Bernie Sanders, there's an old video clip that has surfaced of Bernie Sanders where someone is grilling him about the lines in the Soviet Union. Now, for those of you who are younger than me, Philip, if you're listening, the Soviet Union, in addition to being an evil empire, was a communist nation where people had to wait in line for hours for basic necessities, for bread, for toothpaste, for deodorant, for water, for, for shampoo, for laundry detergent, for meat, for vegetables, for you name it, people had to wait in line. Uh, and Bernie Sanders was asked about this, and Sanders' reply was that it was good that people waited in line in communist countries because in capitalist countries, the rich got everything and the poor just starved to death. That was his actual factual statement. That, that was what Bernie Sanders claimed, that it was good that people waited in line because in capitalist countries, People just starve to death. Now, you don't actually have to believe me telling you that Bernie Sanders said that. Here's Bernie Sanders. And uh, so the the website or the, the Twitter account Reagan Battalion put this together. This is Bernie Sanders talking about how good it is that people wait in lines to get their basic necessities. 
And then it goes into a CNN clip of what's happening in Venezuela right now. You know, it's funny. Sometimes American journalists talk about how bad a country is because people are lining up for food. That's a good thing. In other countries, people don't line up for food. The rich get the food and the poor starve to death. La cola, the line. This is how Venezuelans spend most of their time now, in line not for luxuries, but basics. Your next meal, soap for your next load of laundry, diapers for your baby's next nappy change. I'm with a two-year-old lining up, having to put up with this. She tells me we have no milk, we have no diapers, nothing. This is impossible, she pleads. She says she left her home at 4 a.m., like many here waiting for government rations that are dwindling, ravaged by hyperinflation, government mismanagement, and an oil crisis. You know, it's funny, sometimes American journalists talk about how bad a country is because people are lining up for food. That's a good thing. In other countries, people don't line up for food. The rich get the food and the poor starve to death. That, I mean, there's a great juxtaposition between the reality and the belief from Democrats. There's a story out this evening that progressive economists, communist economists, basically, who have never been hired by presidential campaigns, all of these left-wing candidates are now gravitating towards them. Which brings us to Bernie Sanders' chances of winning the nomination. Okay, so I think that Bernie Sanders is going to be looked at as the old white guy this time. And he is going to, well, I I just, I, I think he's going to be in a crowded field. But there are a lot of analysts on the right and even some independent folks like Nate Silver, for example, from 538, who are looking at this thinking, you know, Bernie's got an advantage other people don't have. Bernie Sanders has a built-in base of diehard support. The others are still having to build their support. As a result of that diehard support, Bernie Sanders has a ready pool of cash and small-dollar donors. Uh, One of the requirements to get in the Democratic debates this time is going to be donors. You're going to have to have so many people donate to the campaign, and the threshold is going to be 100,000 small-dollar donors. Bernie Sanders announced this morning formally, and he has crossed that line already. 100,000 people have already donated to his campaign this afternoon. So he's already qualified for the DNC debate. So he has a base of grassroots support. He already has a loyal team in place who were able to navigate him through the caucuses last time. He's got loyal grassroots support. Remember, Democrats rely more on caucuses than Republicans, and the caucuses favor those who can organize in the grassroots. So that helps Bernie Sanders. He's got he's still got some momentum in California, even though Kamala Harris is on the ballot because Hollywood socialists love him. Uh, There are all of these ways that Bernie Sanders seems to be able to make a path for himself on the left without having to moderate to the right. People know he's authentic, that he really believes this stuff. Now, the way I view it is you're going to have Bernie Sanders, Kamala Harris, Elizabeth Warren and others fighting. Bernie Sanders, the issue on which Bernie Sanders is bad is guns. That has become a really big issue for the Democrats. For the longest time, uh, even uh, when he was running against Hillary Clinton, Bernie Sanders was considered way more pro-gun than the Democrats. And Hillary Clinton turned it into an attack on Bernie Sanders. He's going to get that attack again from people like Warren and Kamala Harris and others. And that's ultimately going to hurt him. Also, he's an old white guy. 
Even Beto O'Rourke is running into the white guy problems. Joe Biden is going to run into the white guy problems. And Bernie Sanders isn't going to pivot. I think the Democrats are going to have happen to them what happened to conservatives in the Republican side in 2008 and 2012. That someone is going to run closer to the middle, a supposedly more moderate candidate, and they're going to get the nomination because on the Republican side it was a crowded conservative field, and on the Democratic side it will be a crowded progressive field. Someone going closer to the middle will consolidate people. And remember, there's a lot of polling out of the Democratic Party that says the biggest fear of Democratic voters, pay attention to this one because it's not getting a lot of attention in the media, but it's from Gallup. It is a reliable polling point. The biggest fear of Democratic voters in headed into 2020 is that the party will go too far left that they'll lose to Trump. The majority of Democratic voters, well over 50% of Democratic voters, don't want to lose to Trump and think if they're too liberal, they will. The phone number here is 404-872-0750, wsb talk uh, So here's what we're going to do. I'm building the list of the most endangered Republicans in the House of Representatives. And also, some of those Democrats who beat the Republicans, who are in very tight seats themselves, that they could go back to the GOP. And I'm going to provide you all their names, their photos, and their phone numbers so that if you see them, you can ask them, or you can call them, and you can ask them, what do they think about David Ralston? Uh, continue to bring pressure to bear. Frankly, I, I, some of you just ought to show up at the state capitol with your iPhone, pull it out, and start asking questions. These t- They all wear a name tag, look for the people at the state house, and say, what do you think about Ralston? Get them on, get them on video, put it on Instagram, uh, make it exciting for them. I'm surprised reporters aren't doing this. You know, you had a bunch of reporters who star- stormed the Alec thing and did this big salacious story of Republicans doing that. Why aren't they going to the state capitol and doing that to the Republicans there? Hmm, ponder that. After the hour, I'm Eric Erickson. This is Atlanta's Evening News. Welcome. The phone number 404-872-0750-1800. WSB Talk. Some friends of the show put together this great montage of Cory Booker and Kamala Harris, uh, where they were and where they've gone on this Jesse Smollett story, which continues to develop. There are now allegations, just so you know, on, on the Smollett story. Originally, uh, he he admitted that, or originally he said he got a death threat in the mail. It was a terribly written on like childlike script letter to this actor calling him uh, a gay slur and, and saying that he was going to be killed. And Smollett was apparently really upset that that letter did not get media attention. It did not get notice. And he was really outraged by someone. The return address just said MAGA, uh, M-A-G-A, Make America Great Again. And he was really upset that no one paid attention to it. And so he decided to orchestrate this attack with these two guys from Nigeria 
to amplify that he had already been threatened by a Trump supporter in the mail. There are now reports out in Chicago that police are looking into that letter now, and some are speculating that he actually wrote the letter as well. So he wrote the letter. It didn't get him enough attention, so he staged the attack, which got him a lot of attention, so much attention now. It looks like he may be carted off to jail. I wonder if he and Roger Stone could be cellmates. They could probably get a Netflix deal and, and do something. In any event, so you had all these Democrats rush out. Oh, this is ter- this is Trump's America. If you wear a, if someone actually said wearing a Make America Great Again cap is the same as wearing a white hood. They actually said that. Kamala Harris and Cory Booker, they're two of them who rushed out first, and well, now they're having to scramble. And Senator Cory Booker said the vicious attack on actor Jesse was an attempted modern-day lynching. Kamala Harris calling the attack an attempted modern-day lynching. Which tweet? What tweet? Uh, the, about uh, saying that it is a modern-day lynching that, um, uh, sorry. <laughs> yes, Jesse Smollett. Um, Okay, so I will say this about that case. I think that the facts are still unfolding, and um, I'm very um, concerned about obviously... Well, the information is still coming out, and I'm going to withhold until all the information actually comes out from on-the-record sources. Um, We know in America that uh, bigoted and biased attacks are on the rise. Actually, did you know that they're on the decline except among Jews? And the majority of the perpetrators against Jews turn out to be progressives? Yeah, did you know that? Because I didn't know that, but there actually is new research out that uh, hate crimes against Jews are on the rise in this country. They're overwhelmingly done by left-wing activists. Uh, Antifa types uh, are going after Jews. It's not actually conservatives who are attacking Jews, but otherwise hate crimes are down. Now, what is up is the fake hate crime. The, the fake hate crime actually is on the rise. People claiming that someone committed a hate crime against them, and it turns out it wasn't. They made it all up. That's actually on the rise, and it is typically people claiming that a conservative, a, a Trump supporter, someone like that has done that. And i got to say on Kamala Harris, it sounds like she had no idea anyone had tweeted about this from her, from her Twitter account, that it wasn't her, it was someone else. She clearly had no idea what the reporter was talking about on that tweet. It's only going to get better for the Democrats as, as the story continues to develop, which is why you've now got uh, Anna Analysts, reporters, pundits, people like like uh, Solisa from CNN, the idiot from CNN, who is suddenly like, oh, well, this story is still developing. Now, we can't talk about it anymore. It's still developing. We, we got to move on. It's not the media's fault. We got to move on. So that guy is such an idiot. He, he looks at steaming divots on the ground and decides that they are conventional wisdom. What the horse dropped. Hey, you know who else is in the news helping the Democrats today? This guy. And now you're rising. It's the most beautiful sight that I could lay eyes on when I saw the day after Trump was elected, women from all over the world were standing in solidarity. And a black woman is the initiator of it. Your time now, black woman, you're not no little woman, you're the second self of God. Now you gotta know that you are a part of God. Now the wicked Jews want to use me to break up the woman's movement. It ain't about Farrakhan. It's about women all over the world have the power to change the world. The wicked what now? Oh, what? Oh, just what we need in our lives. More Louis Farrakhan. That's right. So 
you know, why is his account still active on Twitter? It does make you wonder that they sure are, Bernard. There's a new study out that shows that Twitter is actually closing conservative accounts more than than progressive accounts when it comes to saying equivalent things. Because, you know, uh, liberals hate with love. There's a story out from the Washington Post today, and it's actually an article. It was written by their digital producer at the Washington Post who who says basically that he hates Christians and he hates celebrities who go to church and they need to be exposed and, and vilified. This is the Washington Post today. This guy that, that that they should they should stop giving these Christian churches a pass. That that they're all a bunch of bigots and they need to be shut up. Even the actors who go to these churches need to be shunned. Um, and so here comes uh, Louis Farrakhan, who they all love, and he's willing to talk about the the wicked Jews. <laughs> oh, this guy! My goodness! Um, <laughs> and the Democrats love this guy. The Democrats fundraise with this guy, and the media tends to give them a pass. The media tends to give them a pass. And now here he is saying that the whole reason that these women march people are being attacked is because of the wicked Jews. The wicked Jews are the ones. You got these members of Congress who love Louis Farrakhan, including what's her name? The 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 anti-Semite uh, Muslim member of Congress from Minnesota, what's her name, who came here with her dad. She was a Kimmy refugee. You all know the one. I can't remember her name. Omar or something anyway. Um, she loves Louis Farrakhan. Won't, won't, won't disown Louis Farrakhan. She loves him. And the media gives him a pass. It's stunning to me how much more the media has focused on Jesse Smollett and has ignored a string of attacks on Jews and Jewish businesses in the Brooklyn area by Antifa types. The rise of anti-Semitic sentiment on the left. And of course, what the left says, oh, no, 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 we're not anti-Semites. We just hate Israel. There's a difference. Whatever. But the media gives them a pass. But my goodness, you put on a Make America Great Again cap and you know you are the second coming of, of, of just the devil himself. It is fascinating to just watch the media discredit themselves. They don't actually even need the president to call them the enemy of the people. They're doing themselves a real disservice and doing us a real service by exposing their biases just in their Twitter feeds, just how leftist so many of these reporters are and how willing they are to turn a blind eye to bad things happening on the left. This is why I think the president actually might get reelected in 2020. Nobody trusts the media at all, and they have only themselves to blame. Just a quick time out to tell you about this week's sponsor, and it is my favorite toothbrush, Quip. And I don't just say that because they're the sponsor of this program. I've actually used a Quip for two years or longer now. In fact, I'm getting my, um, so I'm having to do the Invisalign, the braces thing, and I really don't like it. But every time I go, my doctor asks if I'm using uh, teeth whitener, bleach on my teeth. And no, I got sensitive gums. I can't do it. Um, but the reason he keeps asking me is because of the progress from the Quip Electric Toothbrush. Uh, the lack of tartar and plaque buildup has been amazing. I can get to the very back of my mouth because it's so well designed. I really do like this toothbrush. My wife uses one now as well, and I highly recommend them. And the Quip starts at just $25 if you go to getquip.com slash Eric, E-R-I-C-K. Go right now, and you're going to get your first refill pack free with the Quip Electric Toothbrush. A refill pack? Yeah. You get your brush heads every three months for just 5 bucks. You get a new brush head. And that's your first refill pack for free if you go to getquip.com slash Eric, E-R-I-C-K, getquip.com slash Eric. 
Uh, back to the phones we go. 404-872-0750-1800. WSB Talk. Uh, Glenn in Holly Springs, welcome. You're next. Uh, Eric, so I, I called my representative today, uh, Scott Turner, for the Woodstock Holly Springs area, mm-hmm. um, and talked to a call screener um, and told him as a father, husband, uh, you know, deeply concerned, uh, above all, a constituent, obviously, this is probably the most important thing, um, but I was deeply concerned about the David Ralston issue and wanted to know where Representative Turner stood. Um, he took my information, um, and I asked him if they, his office had received any other calls. And he didn't tell me how many, but he said a great many. And um, without me prompting him, he said, and they all agree with you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got to tell you, in all honesty, the calls are going to have to keep coming um, because uh, I, what Ralston is counting on, and I know this, having talked to people who know his thinking on this, he thinks he can wait it out, uh, that this will die down, that I'll move on to other things, that people will will decide there's nothing that can be done, uh, which is why people really have to keep calling because uh, representatives need to understand that uh, this isn't a one-off thing. This isn't some guy on the radio telling you guys to call and y'all are doing what I'm saying. This is you guys actually calling. So uh, people have to keep calling. Uh, Glenn, I appreciate that very much. I'm told that they are getting a lot of phone calls. I can see it through my system. Some of the calls, a lot of the calls now are organic calls. It's not people from me telling y'all to call, but this is part of it. As long as Ralston can tell them it's me making you guys do it, notice he's making you do it, uh, that he thinks that they will move on. So you have to keep calling. Don't just settle for calling once. Call back and say, why haven't you done anything? Why aren't I hearing anything? I want to call from my state representative. Don't just take this. If you've called and got the call screener, call them back. Say, you want your representative to call you. You don't just want to talk to the call screener, and they will eventually call you back. back to the phones here on Atlanta's Evening News. The phone number is 404-872-0750-1800 WSB Talk. Uh, Before I get to the phones, though, I need to give you the list. Uh, These are the Republicans who are most endangered in the state house. Uh, They are all in Metro Atlanta. You should know their names. What I'm going to do is I'm going to prepare a list. Uh, It'll have them, their pictures, their address and phone number to make it easy for you to contact them. They're the ones who really need to feel the heat here. Uh, they're the ones that David Ralston cares about because without them, he loses uh, the majority and so loses his position. So make them feel the heat. Uh, so you have Sharon Cooper, Don Parsons, Chuck Martin, uh, Deborah Silcox, uh, Bonnie Rich, Chuck Estration, Clay Cox, uh, Dale Rutledge, Houston Gaines, Marcus Widower. Uh, Mike Chiokas, he, uh, Heath Clark, that said Health Clark on the list. It's Heath Clark, Heath Clark, uh, Gerald Green and Ron Stevens. One more time, Sharon Cooper, Don Parsons, Chuck Martin, Deborah Silcox, Bonnie Rich, Chuck Estration, Clay Cox, uh, Dale Rutledge, Houston Gaines, Marcus Widower, uh, Mike Chiokas, Heath Clark, 
Gerald Green and Ron Stevens. Those are the most endangered Republicans in the State House of Representatives. They're the ones who need to feel the most heat over the David Ralston stuff. I'll make it easy for you to contact them. Let's go back to the phones, however. I want to go to Sam in Roswell. You're next. Welcome. Thanks for taking my call, Eric. Sure. I got a question. I'm a 20-something millennial who's looking for a national news outlet to trust. I have been listening to ABC News and Fox News, and now I can't really take their liberal and conservative biases. So <laughs> right now I'm listening to NPR and the BBC. Do you oh, have any, geez. Uh, and, and you know, e- e- NPR is, is actually pretty liberal, um, really? and they do a very good job of hiding it. BBC is one of the worst. But I, I get what you're saying. What you're, what I hear you react to by saying you're going to BBC and, and to NPR and not to Fox and ABC is, is one of the things that aggravates you has got to be the talking head panels where you're not hearing from the reporters. You're hearing from talking heads to tell you what they think about the news. Right. And they're all also the yeah. Times and the Washington Post. Yeah, uh, I will tell you what I do. First of all, I actually do have a bias towards CNN. Um, I, even though I was at Fox for five years, I've always kind of preferred CNN, their actual news coverage, not their back and forth talking head stuff. Uh, um, and I, I've always preferred their news coverage. But what I will do is I actually tend to cover a bunch of news outlets. Like when I'm doing show prep for the show. I look at uh, the Washington Post, the New York Times, the Washington Examiner, uh, the Los Angeles Times, CNN, and Fox, and um, try to absorb as much different media. One of the places that I go a lot, believe it or not, is the Drudge Report, because the Drudge really links to a lot of sites that are not conservative per se. Uh, He'll link to a New York Times story. He'll link to a Washington Post story. Drudge is a very good eye for what really is a news headline worth paying attention to. Uh, But then I spend a lot of time these days on Axios, the Axios news website, um, and try to pay attention to, they have short little clips. Jonathan Swan is a great reporter. He gives a lot of White House insight, and I don't find Axios to be very biased. And so basically what I'm telling you is you got to cover a bunch of sites and watch a bunch of different news outlets to try to find balance in what's happening because every reporter now is pretty blatant in how they shape their coverage based on their worldview, ignoring their biases. So you got to look at a different bunch of different people and, and digest the same news story from multiple angles. But I do think if I had to rely on just one TV news network, I would tend to rely on CNN more than MSNBC or Fox. I tend to think they play it a little more straight. They're definitely biased and they definitely have a left of center bias. And the straight news and the day part at Fox News, I think, is pretty good. But they're so reliant on talking heads as well and not on reporters. I was with Fox for five years and have a hard time being able to tell you who the actual reporters are. They rely so much on Associated Press stories and then talking heads to talk about what the Associated Press story is. And I don't like that. I would rather have actual reporters to talk to. By the way, a buddy of mine just texted me and said, ignore Clay Cox, he lost. Uh, I guess I, I looked at the list wrong. I'll have to go back through those. The others, spot on, though, but you can ignore Clay Cox, who apparently lost. So whoever beat Clay Cox, that's a seat where we got to find that person and ask them, that Democrat. we got to put the Democrats on the spot on this, too. Can't let these Democrats who picked up these Republican seats in Metro Atlanta get away without having an answer as well. Back to the phones we go to Robert and Johns Creek. Welcome. Thank you. I enjoy your show, and I think you're a breath of fresh air and a sea of partisanship. Thank you very much. 
My question is, why isn't the Bar Association looking into Ralston's uh, behavior and either censoring him or... Well, so, you know, they looked into Ralston in the past, and part of the problem is you're dealing with a very powerful person, and he's more powerful than the lawyers at the state bar and can, in some degree, cause the bar problems. So they have to tread very cautiously. But the bigger issue in this particular circumstance, Robert, is that the rules for lawyers is you aggressively defend your client. So it doesn't matter that these victims can't get closure. It doesn't matter that there's a 19 year old who has to suffer through her memory of being raped every day until this case can go to trial because Ralston's obligation is to his client and Ralston is using his power legally, unethically, but legally to keep this case from ever going to trial and Ralston can do that. So the state bar is not going to crack the whip on David Ralston. This is so important for everybody to understand. The only people at this moment who can hold David Ralston accountable are the members of the state house of representatives. They're the only people who can do it. And they can do it in one of two ways. They can replace David Ralston or they can change the law. The law dates back to 1905. They can change that law or they can replace Ralston. Now, if they change the law, they're still going to get attacked by the Democrats. This this is the most profound thing to me. How many times have we been told that Republicans can't pass RIFRA or anything else conservative? They can't expand gun rights or anything in the state because they're worried about the suburbs. They're worried about losing these seats in the state house. How many times have they told us this? How many times has the Speaker of the House given a speech where he said, in fact, he did it just just last weekend, he did it, where we can't listen to these divisive conservatives. We got to work on common ground because the Democrats are coming and we got to stand up to the Democrats and we got to find a united line. They're worried about the Democrats. They're worried about the optics. And yet here is a man who is helping accused child molesters stay out of jail by using his power as speaker to do it. And suddenly we're not supposed to say, oh, hey, no, the Democrats, they would never use that. The Democrats would never attack the Republicans. For that. I can tell you that attack is coming. I've talked to enough Democrats in the state house. This is going to be their play to win the suburbs in 2020. They are going after David Ralston on this issue. They're going after the Republicans for propping him up. They're not lifting a finger to change the situation themselves. They want it all on the Republicans after next year. The moment the session closes next year, wall-to-wall attacks about the Republicans keeping David Ralston in the speakership. They, they might have even gotten some of the victims to film ads for him. They'd be powerful ads. And you know what? The Republicans would actually deserve it. Well, my friends, we're near the end. This is going to make your day. The Washington Post has an op-ed by its uh, digital uh, content producer. Let me get his title right. His name is Drew Goines. He's digital producer for the Washington Post's opinion section. And he writes, why Hollywood megachurches like Hillsong hide their true teachings. And his entire piece is basically he hates Christians and he hates Christian churches. And he thinks that celebrities who go to church like Chris Pratt should be shunned by society for going to church. How dare he? He names and shames them. Justin Bieber, Chris Pratt and others because they dare to go to church. Good grief.